Final score tonight, 117-105. And I cannot, I only have, uh, I'll have to see where I can find that line. Anybody out there on Twitter wants to hit me at DLock09 if you played tonight. I'd be really curious of whether or not what just happened in that regard. Tim Lacombe, Jake Scott, join us now. The Jazz made it interesting and exciting, gave us something to talk about, but really, frankly, won this game in about the first five minutes. Yeah, and the line was 12, David. Seriously? 100% right on the number. Oh, my goodness. Vegas is good. That's why they build those big buildings. But, I mean, so if you played tonight's game... You're winning last, all night long. <laughs> the, last, the last 10 minutes long, something else. That would be called a Did bad Did I ever tell you what Dave beat. Blackwell used to say about this, about the lines? Yeah, he stole this line for years. About? They're never tearing down hotels in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't drive Yugos down there. Well, they pick you up in, uh, in Mercedes limos and things like that. <laughs> yeah. so. Please, come play more. We'd love to have you. Yeah. Um, Are you serious? Is that really? That was the number, yeah. I, I always look at that in prep, so I usually put it into my I usually put it into my prep every night. Yeah, so it was it was right on the number. But agree with you, Jazz came out with a ton of great energy. Um, we talked about it in the pre and and halftime that this Detroit team, although they've been kicked around, they don't stop. And uh, same thing tonight. It was almost in a lot of ways watching the same game uh, that we watched in Detroit. You know, and it's you know Quinn's going to be upset and all that. And I get it, like that's coaching, and you can probably try to explain it to me. On the other end, like you put out that much energy early, you go up by twenty-eight, you let off the gas. That's just the way it works. Yeah, we used to we used to use the phrase "check the box." You know, once the guys in their mind know the box has been checked, hey, we're going to win. Um, I think there's just funny things that happen. That it's you know, even with a team like this that moves the ball and, and plays together, it just the urgency is not. You know, when you're up twenty-eight, the urgency is not what it was coming in. Well, uh, let's go back to the start of the game then, where things that actually took place mattered. Um, what was most impressive to you? I think the way they, um, you know, they got out to a great start again and really shared the ball. Um, I think they had 12 assists on their first 16 field goals. The ball was really moving. Uh, I think that their their tempo, you know, no, no, no big... Um, Surprise, but right there to break that game open was a transition. You know, they're having a hard time scoring in the half court. They were able to bust that ball up and get Bojan a shot in the corner. Um, but I, that's just that's what they do to teams. And, you know, they just wear them out with their defense and, and rebounding and, and transition offense. A few notes for you before we let you go. The, you guys take over the show. Jazz moved to 13-0 and in games in which they have um, – had a 10-0 run at any point in the game. It's kind of a noteworthy, like, that's the old Gordy Chiesa get three stops and go score three times the other way and you win the game every time. Like, that's a little bit more because it's 10, um, but that's about what they're doing there. Uh, the second one is the Jazz with the Boyan Bogdanovich threes late end up with 16 threes tonight. They are now the first team in NBA history to hit 15 or more threes in a uh, in ten game or in eleven games in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ball's definitely going in, my friend. Yeah. Not easily done. So that is uh, 
All right, that's all I got for you. All right, David. Well, hey, enjoy your day tomorrow. I don't tomorrow. like these 8 o'clock games. No, no, I don't either, I especially why, with I, all the fouls. I understand why we're doing it, but I don't. Yeah, it doesn't fit into the personal life quite as nicely, but, hey, we're or not here to complain. to call the game. Like, yeah. Like, coffee at 9 is not good. No. No, <laughs> it's it's certainly not. Not for a, a, a high-strung guy like you either, That's David. Right. Yeah, yeah. Take it easy out there. Hey, great job tonight. Okay, not really. Thanks a lot. See, See you, buddy. All right, Jazz win 117 to 105. Uh, a new streak starts, and Tim and I are breaking it down coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. And don't look now, the Utah Jazz back in first place by a half game. They moved to 16 and 5 on the season after beating the Pistons. 117 to 105. Let's get a look at your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. The Jazz shot 46.3% from the field tonight. 16 of 42 from uh, three, good enough for 38%. They were led by Donovan Mitchell, who had 32 points on 10 of 17 shooting. Really nice night for Donovan. Uh, Mike Conley with 20. Bogdanovich with 18, including a couple of threes that sealed the deal at the end. Royce O'Neal with a really nice game with 12 to go along with his 13 rebounds, three assists, three steals, and a block. And Jordan Clarkson had 12 points coming in off the bench. Uh, conversely, uh, the Pistons, 49.9% uh, from the field. They got 27 from Jeremy Grant. Uh, they got 22 from Josh Jackson coming in off the bench. And uh, Detroit refused to go away. They played hard like you predicted they would, Tim. But the Jazz come away with the victory regardless. Yeah, and that's uh, that's at the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I know Quinn's going to you know, probably talk about focus, and he's going to talk about the guys staying locked in, which is really important. Uh, but at the end of the day, and I say it all the time, it's not how, it's how many. Jazz led by 28 at one point uh, in this game, and everything seemed to really be clicking there in the first half, Tim. And I, I felt like Detroit made a pretty concerted effort to come out and muck it up a little bit uh, in the in the second half, and they were pretty successful, particularly when they put the that kind of young squad out there at the end of the third, beginning of the fourth. They were able to give some Jazz problems. Yeah, there was a ton of energy, and I think Locke made a great point. I mean, Rudy's going to be tired tonight. Um with chasing Plumlee, who's just Energizer Bunny, you know, he just makes it look easy. He had 17 to 14 tonight, and it's all motor with that guy. Yeah. It's all motor. And then, uh, you know, his his time when he's on the bench, it's Isaiah Stewart, who's built like, I mean, he's just an absolute brick, uh, you know. And Rudy, so Rudy was was battling those guys a ton, and he's got to be a little bit tired tonight. Yeah, so I mean, say what you will uh, about Stewart coming in off the bench, Isaiah Stewart. But yeah, he he played like his hair was on fire. And you look at his box score, and you kind of go ho hum. But yeah, Rudy and Fave both had trouble throwing him around in the lane. He he doesn't look like your typical rookie. No, in terms of his body, like uh-uh. I, I tell the story. We got a uh, we were recruiting a player from back in New York, uh, same high school as Jimmer Fredette, and he played on the same uh, AAU team as Isaiah Stewart. So I went to watch the kid play. I didn't have my roster book or whatever, but I was when I walked in the gym, I saw Isaiah, and I was like, please tell me it's that guy. And it wasn't. But, <laughs> and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I watched Isaiah Stewart at eighth grade, and like, holy cow, this kid is, he's going to play in the NBA, you could tell. Yeah, he's a monster, and he's a, he is a physical player. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But, uh, yeah, Detroit played well in the second half, or, or at least caused the Jazz to not play as well in the second half. Made it interesting, got it within four, and then Bogdanovich uh, stretched that sucker back out. The Jazz end up winning by 12, 
117 to 105. Uh, for uh, those of you sticking around with us, we'll get you sound uh, from the coaches and players coming up right around the corner. For those of you, uh, uh, our network stations, we will say goodnight to you. Your next broadcast coming your way on Thursday night. The Jazz will be in Atlanta, and that game will tip off at, uh, at 530. No word if the, the courtside Karen will be there in Atlanta. No, no My fingers are crossed. That. I hope we have drama. Fire live for drama. <laughs> All right, we'll have more next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller's Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. For more, and the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. For more, go to markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz uh, let Detroit back in this one. It was interesting there for a few minutes in the fourth quarter. The Pistons got it down to four points. Uh, but Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, his clutch shooting at the end, holds on uh, for the Utah Jazz to come away with that 117-105 uh, victory. And, uh, you know, I the, looking at some tweets, we've got a, a grumpy uh, it, Adam. Well, I shouldn't say grumpy. Adam King on Twitter saying, sorry, guys, can't feel good about this one. Not after the Jazz nearly gave away a game they led by 28 points against a team they're far better than. They're lucky Boyan bailed them out with those two triples. I, I, I get that point, and I could, I could see what Adam's saying right there, and he's not necessarily wrong, but, you know, you're up 28, you let up a little bit, and a team like Detroit, and we've, we've said this a couple times now, they're, they're not going to go away. They didn't go away the first time these two teams played, and they're going to continue to play hard. They're going to be scrappy, and if they get the Jazz out of what they want to do, which they did in the second half, you know, they can make a run. So I, I get what Adam's saying right there. I just I don't know if it's quite as dire as all of that. Yeah, I'm not, you know, taking everything into consideration. I'm not necessarily taking that tack. Uh, it's never fun when your team gives up a lead. Um, but Adam, here's my recommendation: if you got a if you got a record player, grab you know a drink that mellows you out, whether it be a diet coke or a schnapps, whatever you pick. Throw your your legs up on the coffee table, play some Ray Charles on the record player, and everything's gonna be okay. Everything's gonna be all right. You'll with- be fine. The Jazz won. Um, they've won. You know, eleven out of twelve. It's, I, I promise things are trending good, Adam. A little Ray Charles and a peppermint schnapps to to take the edge off. Hey, I, I'm not <laughs> saying what my drink is. I just said pick your favorite. Um, the, well, uh, again, some of these other games that have not been necessarily representative with the final score. The Jazz have done something similar to different teams during this kind of stretch, uh, where they'll they'll really be putting them on putting it on them, and then. The other team will bring it back within, you know, in other games it's been 12 to 14 points when the Jazz been up 30. In this case, got a little closer with four, but it's not like we haven't kind of seen them relax a little bit and the team get back in it before. They they cut the lead in Detroit to five. So, very, I mean, again, very similar game. Um, but at the end of the day, you look at those numbers in the win column, um, and those are the those are the numbers that, that really drive your positioning. So as long as they win the game and, and learn a lesson, um, you know, that's what that's what we're looking for. All right, let's get rolling with some post-game sound. Let's start off with Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder, who's addressing the media. We're going to start with Chris and Kenny, Jazz TV. Coach Detroit came out much more aggressive there in that second half. What do you take away from how you guys were tested tonight and the way you responded? They're, you know, I said it before the game. They're a good team. You know, they've played – you know, the most difficult schedule in the league, I think, or, or right there. And they've had a lot of close games. And, you know, we've, we really came out strong. 
you know, in, in the first quarter, especially in, in, in the first half. And when you do build a lead like that, um, the other team, you know, get, gets a little looser. They shoot the ball a little freer. And that's when you have to really continue to execute and continue to put your foot on the gas. And I thought the way that we finished the game, um, you know, we really, we got going again, we got running again. And it's a little counterintuitive when the game gets tight. Sometimes you want to, you know, try to manage the game and we need to continue to, you know, to try to run and play. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, Quinn, that's actually what I wanted to ask you about. It seemed like the game kind of started going against you when the offense got a little stagnant and, and the transition and the fast break opportunities uh, dried up. What did you say to the team to kind of let them know that that was, you know, what you needed them to do to, to get going again? Yeah, I, you know, I think they knew. I think we all knew. Um, you know, sometimes we're, when you build a big lead like that, the, the whole kind of narrative becomes like what happened because you didn't win by 30. And, you know, these are NBA teams. They're good teams. There's going to be runs, you know, and I think the big thing for us is to, you know, to make that hard. You know, like I said, when you when you get ahead, you know, the other team, you know, they just put their head down and start attacking you. Um, so I, I think we started actually rebounding better in the second half. That's really um, what hurt us in the first half. Um, but, you know, like I said, that uh, we, we got stops late, which I think is the big thing, you know, where we, you know, really focused and, and raised our level defensively. And then we were able to get some, some good looks, you know, Boyan got a couple, but we, we had, a, we had a number of really good, good looks, you know, in the fourth quarter that didn't go in you know, that would have stretched the game further. And, and when those shots don't go in, you just have to keep keep working. And, and really, that's when your defense becomes even more important, especially late in the game. Ben Anderson, KSLsports.com. Quinn, you talked a couple of games ago about the value of learning how to play with the lead. Is there value in games like this, too, where that lead does go away? You haven't had one slip from 28 to 4 like this yet. Well, you know, it got back up to whatever the final was. So that that's there's going to be runs, and I think the answer is yes. Um, but as I said, you know, I, I think sometimes, you know, the expectation is that, you know, you're up, you know, a lot and, and you win by a lot, and that's just, you know, if you, as you guys do, you, you follow NBA games. It's sometimes being up twenties is is hard, and there's a lot of NBA games when teams are up early and they lose the game. So um, I thought, you know, in spite of the fact that they came back, um, like I said, they're a good team. They started making shots. Grant got going. Um, you know, J Jackson had a really good game, you know, you know, making jumpers. So I, I think the thing that we have to understand is, you know, our offense can't hurt our defense. And I, I thought they got out in transition um, too much during that stretch and we had some empty possessions and that's what you have to guard against. And I, I think for us, you know, when you get ahead, just a tendency to, to slow down a little bit and, and we have to keep pushing the ball because that's who we are. All right. Last question, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Quinn, you've talked before about the importance of accuracy when passing and you had a, a lot of really impressive passes tonight from a lot of different guys how valuable is it that you don't have to just rely on Donovan or Mike to be the facilitators on this team? You got a lot of other guys that can make their targets. Yeah, it's in, it's important, you know. And I think you know Donovan and Mike also with their ability to create, 
Um, you know, we, a lot of times I don't want us to overpass. You know, I think there's times when, um, as you said, if we make an accurate pass, you know, we'll get a shot and that's, you know, that, that, that accuracy of the pass and throwing strikes as we like to call it, um, is really, really important for our team. Because if you have an open shot, we want to shoot against those closeouts and the passing allows us to do that. All right. That's it. Thanks coach. All right, there's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. And, uh, Tim, he doesn't seem all that concerned about the blown uh, lead going from 28 down to four. In fact, almost seemed to relish a little adversity for his team. Yeah, I feel that way too. Um, and, and when your team does fight a team off like that, you know, again, you never want to give up a lead like that. But the bottom line is you had the lead and the, the game's played, you know, for the, the amount of time it's played and the Jazz figured out a way to finish it. And, and that's the most important thing. Um, you know, plus it does help you, you know, make some plays in a game that really at one point seemed like it was going to be a blowout and they actually had to make a couple of plays down the stretch, which never hurts. And nope. a guy like Bojan to get some confidence, um, you know, that's, that's stuff that you can really actually look at uh, a different way and say, we got something good out of it. Yeah, absolutely. Bogdanovich is a guy who had to hit two game winning threes last year. So he's somebody that you could lean on in those closing minutes for for some big shots. So absolutely, get a little work down the stretch in there with some shots that matter. Yeah, and the other thing I loved about what he said is he talked about throwing strikes. Um, we used to say swish your pass, you know, just like you try to shoot a, a, a shot and make sure it's great. You want to put that ball right where these guys can can get it. And that's one thing I've noticed with this team. If you watch, they really do pride themselves on trying to, to throw a great pass that guys can shoot from. Boy, who was it? It was uh, was it Bogdanovich who really threaded the needle to Donovan oh, Mitchell beautiful. tonight? That that pass in the first half. I mean, that was really something. I, I'm guessing he didn't see the safety and because got the fortunate. guy on the backside was <laughs> he was right there. But Boyan, I guarantee, he saw that first guy and kind of timed it up and actually threw a, a strike. It was beautiful. Uh, and then the other thing Coach Snyder mentioned, listen, Jeremy Grant got it going. I mean, he's he is a really good player. He had 27 tonight on 9 of 18 shooting, 2 of 5 from 3. He's playing really well for this Pistons team, and he was not playing well in the first half. And when a player like that gets it going a little bit, it's going to make a difference. And that's the part, I'm just saying, you have to give the Jazz a credit for that first half and the way they guarded him, their attention to detail. Again, every team, I don't care who you play, everybody's going to make a run, and you probably – uh, human nature says you're going to relax a little bit. But, again, the end objective is to win the game, and the Jazz did that. And I think that's why Quinn sounds like he's, you know, again, it's another opportunity to win a game, put it in the right column, and get ready for the next one. All right, we want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Jazz win. Uh, 117 to 105 over the Detroit Pistons. We'll get you some player sound coming up next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win. 117-105 over the Detroit Pistons. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. Utah's only negotiation free. Subaru retailer. Learn more 
at markmillersubaru.com. I want to get to this. Uh, let's get to the master of the glass, shall we, Tim? Bum, bum, bum. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert, here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass Rebound Program. At the end of the regular season, Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. And for the first time this season, Rudy Gobert is not your master of the glass. It is Royce O'Neal who had a monster night on the boards tonight. 13 rebounds for Royce. Uh, he had a double-double, 12 points, 13 boards. Royce also had three assists, three steals, and a very nice block to go along with it. And uh, Royce Royce really played well tonight. How good is this guy playing? You know, it's uh, it's amazing. We talked about him at the half a little bit, but, you know, he's just been absolutely perfect in the role the Jazz have had for him, um, you know, does everything he can against whatever matchup. He's shooting, you know, a great percentage from the field, uh, 48%. Is he still at 48, Jake? Uh, let me double check here. Give me one second. Right. And and he's, uh, yeah, he's 40. He is 46.8% right now. So uh, shooting the ball well. And, and you love to see this, too, because he rebounds. He's up there every single night. I think one night he tied Rudy with eight. Uh, but tonight he gets master of the glass and congrats to Royce because that's, you know, he does. And I think you made this comment. Royce is great because he does all the stuff that nobody else really wants to do and does it really well. Yeah, right. And I think every player needs or every player, every team needs that player to a to a certain extent. And Royce is that guy for the Jazz. And if that guy can shoot 46.8% from three, that guy's going to have a bunch of value. I mean, there were there were times uh, where Detroit, simply didn't guard Royce and it can't be because they don't read the scouting report. Cause I mean, they've got to highlight that 46.8, but they just, you can't cover everybody. And let's face it. Blake Griffin doesn't have the enthusiasm in closing out as much as he used to. And Royce is going to make another team pay for that. And I, and the thing I like too, is if there's a scouting report, which there is, he's the fifth guy on it. I guarantee it every night they, they get to Royce as an afterthought. And he's almost used that against teams in the first quarter He's come out. He's almost become this, like, first-quarter phenom. Uh, I remember last week, can't remember the game, but he had three threes in the first half. Um, and tonight, you know, he made uh, two early ones as well just to get, help the Jazz get off to a good start. That never that never hurts you when a guy who is projected fifth on the scouting report comes out and stings you early. Boyan Bogdanovich uh, made two big shots to seal this one for the Utah Jazz in the fourth quarter, and he is now sitting down with the media. Let's go ahead and hear from Boyan. All right, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Boyan. So obviously uh, the game got a little bit closer than you guys probably expected at the end there. Um, how did you feel on those last two three-pointers that you took? Did they feel good immediately to you? Did, did you think they were going in right away? Uh, yeah, I saw them in actually. Even the even the last one that I that I missed. I mean, we we stopped to run last last fifteen minutes of the game, and uh, then we gave gave them a lot of a lot of easy easy offensive offensive boards and and a putback. But overall, I think that it's good performance from uh, from our side and and also important win after after that one that they lost in in Denver. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Boyan, well, yeah, big picture for you guys. You um, you guys have a really, you know, competitive schedule in February. Um, 
you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, just seeing so many really good teams uh, over the span of this month and, and how do you guys approach it as a team? I think that is, that is good for us to face all those great teams now in, in, in February because we are in, a, we are in great shape. We are playing good basketball. We are defending well. So I think that is the right time for us to, to, play, to play all of them. It's tough schedule. We got a lot of a lot of great teams from uh, from East coming here, and 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 we got a this road trip in front of us. But like I say, we are in great shape, and it's it's good timing for us to to play all of them. Sarah Todd does right news. Boyan, in the second quarter, there was a play where you passed the ball to Donovan like right underneath the basket, and it was a really tight pass. And it kind of looked like both of you were a little surprised that you actually got the pass off and that it worked out. Do you know the play that I'm talking about and kind of what was going on there? Uh, I forget what was the was the play actually, but uh, but it, overall we shared a pretty pretty well basketball in the, in the first half and the second half we kind of start to play more more one on one. We start to isolate some some people and 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 then try to attack them, but uh, that's how they get back in the game. So I think that that we should we should play we should play fast and and and, and run, especially when they play with two bigs. But I forget what's the player act actually. Sorry, David James, KUTV. Oh yeah, you've been shooting the ball really well here the last three games. You had your struggles. What what's what's turned it around for you? I mean, not much. I think that my my confidence is a little bit a little bit better right now. I got a got more shots, more threes last last couple of games. So there's no there's no big big change for me. I just have to be have to be ready and shooting no matter no matter what percentage I'm shooting. That's it. Thanks, Brian. All right, there you go. Boyan Bogdanovich, uh, nice game uh, tonight for Bogdanovich. 18 points on 5 of 12 shooting, but was 4 of 8 from 3. Three rebounds, three assists, and a steal. That uh, The assist that uh, Sarah was asking about was the one we were alluding to earlier, where <laughs> she put it as he and Donovan were both surprised. That's that's probably a bit true. But uh, Bogdanovich right there saying he is playing with more confidence, and you can tell. No, he he. we saw him go through a bunch of different things on his wrist to wearing you know, a brace to no brace to tape. And I think what we, what we're seeing now is he's starting to feel comfortable. I got a little nervous. He got hit in that hand yeah. uh, during the game, but shook it off and played well. Um, I think we've said all along, this is, you know, this is a rough spot for Boyan and, and he'll come back uh, because that's what his career numbers say he'll do. And, and he's done that. And it was great to see him have some confidence. All right, let's get back to the media room. Mike Conley addressing the media. Hey, Mike, what did a game like this one show you down the stretch tonight? You know, I think it, it shows a little bit of growth in this in this area where we've we've had games where we've been up on teams and, and in the past and have, have let the lead slip. And then for whatever reason in the past, in the last minute and a half, we, we don't execute or, or do the things defensively to win the game. And tonight um, it showed our resiliency. Uh, from different guys, it wasn't just one guy doing it. Uh, Bogey Bogey came in big, and you know with those last you know couple of buckets and um, and Royce finishing the game with the dunk and stuff like that. Um, those are big plays made by you know everybody on the team. Tony Jones, the athletic. 
Mike, you know, just in relation to the schedule for you guys in February, do you guys look at this this upcoming stretch as a as a chance to prove yourselves as a grant on a grander scale, or do you look at it differently? Well, I think um, for us, we've I think the a thing that's helped our success so far is we've just taken taken it game by game. You know, we're not really worried about the schedule or how strong or weak or who our opponent is the next night back-to-backs uh, we're just going in on that night trying to play our basketball and trying to do what we do best and and if it's enough we'll win you know we'll win these games against against the good team so um as long as we go out and execute the way we know we can and um you know obviously we want to play well we want to do well against the good teams but you know just taking it one by one is is, is the way to go eric walden salt lake tribune hey mike how do you kind of balance you know the first three quarters where you played well and you led by as many as 28 against the fourth quarter where you know you isolate where transition kind of devolved into isolation how do you balance like kind of all of that against you know the end result of you coming away with you know a victory especially you know following the, the denver result the other night yeah um you know in games like this it's it's, it's tough you know i, I think it's we take for granted how hard it is to sustain leads in this league, you know, to be up 28, you want to push it to 40 and 50, but it just doesn't happen. Um, these teams play with pride and, and they play free. And, um, and tonight, you know, we let them back in the game and, 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 you know, as a result, I think we start to slow down. Um, we start to, you know, get into positions where we just want to, you know, take care of the ball. We want to ISO a little bit more. We want to just get, get to our spots. Um, so, I mean, there's times for that. Um, I think it, in, in games like this, when you have big leads, we have to continue to to play fast, continue to move the ball, and continue to get stops like we were doing, and not solely rely and and kind of revert to um, getting the ball in Don's hands or my hands or anybody's hands just to you know create opportunities. David James, KUTV. You know, Mike, I think everybody anticipated that they were going to make a run at some point, but. Was there what point did you really get nervous about it? You know, in, in the teens or single digits? When when did you really feel the urgency? I think when it when it got to uh, you know the teens, when it was 10, 13 points, I think you know that's when games can swing really easily, and um, that's just a wide open miss three in the corner. They get the ball, go down, and get a three in the corner on their end. So, and that can <clears throat> swing the game immediately. So uh, I think we were all very urgent at that time, and. Uh, try to be as locked in as possible to try to, you know, squeak this one out because we knew that they were, they were, you know, coming back at us pretty tough and, um, and, and hitting a lot of good shots. So uh, for us, we just wanted to execute at that point and, and we just really um, push that message out to everybody, just close the game out. Last question, follow up from Chris and Kenny. Uh, you mentioned Royce a little bit, Mike, but just what is he doing now this season? I mean, tonight looked at the double-double. It just seems he's more aggressive on both ends of the floor. Oh, man, he's just – he's opening up his game. I think he's uh, expanding it as he as he grows as a player um, within the system of the team. You know, he's, a, he's developed his outside shot to where uh, teams have to close out hard on him, and, and because of that, he's developed a – uh, a way to make plays, you know, driving the ball and throwing lobs and making plays um, for guys in the corners and 
just all the energy plays, the offensive rebounds, um, and his defensive activity is what, you know, he's known for already. So he's just been, you know, kind of growing as a player right in front of our eyes. And um, he's a huge piece to why we are, you know, where we are right now. All right, that's it. Thanks, Mike. Mike Conley uh, right there tonight for the Jazz. Mike had uh, 20 points on 7 of 15, shooting 2 of 6 from 3, had 5 assists, a steal, and 4 rebounds. And uh, Mike, you know, he's just solid for this club, there's no doubt. Yeah, he he made a, a couple big threes there uh, in the second half. Uh, one, you know, they went under a screen during the comeback, and he was able to hit that three come, You know, as they went under. Um, and then he just facilitates so many great plays, just uh, – always has its head up and, and seems to make the right basketball play. And he always, I mean, you can tell in his interviews, he's, he's just got that strong will. You can, you can automatic. I mean, it's, it's almost instantaneous. You can see why he's a good leader and why he's so popular with all of his, his teammates. And it's kind of strange. We're talking about a game where Mike had a minus nine tonight because his plus minus has, has been so very good. But uh, you know, he got to 20 Locke was tweeting out some stats about how he didn't have too many 20 point games last year for this team. And it seems you know, like it's it's the regular occurrence, and he's so important in what this Jazz team is doing. Yeah, and that that's you know that's helped him take the next step. You can you can withstand Bojan having a tough night, or or Donovan having a tough night with Mike playing and Rudy playing. You know, as good as they've consistently played, um, that's what a team's all about. And guys share the burden. What what's real about this Jazz team this year is you know there's so many places they can go with the ball to run offense and. The best part about it is this transition game doesn't require any. Anybody can bring it, and they're they're very unselfish and find find the right guy. Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now. Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. One seventeen one hundred five is your final. We'll get you more player sound coming up next. You're on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz beat the Pistons tonight, 117 to 105. They're now a half game in front of the Lakers and Clippers for first place in the Western Conference. They sit at 16 and 5 on this uh, young season. And uh, Tim, let's take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1 800 Go Serta. Or visit certapro.com. That's certa with a C. We do painting. You do life. Tonight in the paint. Jazz outscored by the Pistons 50 to 40 uh, as far as points in the paint go. And uh, the Pistons, I mean, Plumley Plumley played pretty well tonight, particularly in the in the first half. And then in the second half, uh, the Pistons started getting a few more things going uh, going at the basket. But Plumley played hard. Locke talk about, uh, talked about it a couple times. Rudy, Rudy didn't have an easy matchup tonight. No, because those guys, they just play probably as hard as any two guys in the league, you know, as far as five men, just throw their bodies around, really screen, they commit to the glass, and, and they're going to bump you and, and move you around. And so I guarantee you reduce fatigued after tonight because those two guys really play with great energy. And Denver just played a great game against the Jazz on Sunday, so so don't take this the wrong way. But uh, Jeremy Grant and Plumlee not being on the Nuggets – that's those are two those are two impact guys. I mean, you saw that tonight. And Detroit's not terrific, but 
those guys play hard and and can make a difference. There's there's a reason why you know they're in most games. Um, in in by in you know they have trailed big and come back um, many times this year. You know some to win, uh, most to lose, but they they stay in there. And I think a huge part of that is Plumley and and Grant really. They just play hard. I think Log made the comment during the broadcast that they wanted to build around those two, you know, because they felt like from a very uh, base level, the, the culture of the, the deal, the new guys coming in will understand that's how hard you got to play to be successful. With Detroit, I, th- I think they just need to add some shooters. And, hey, Wayne Ellington, who's kind of their shooter, he, he did not shoot the ball that well tonight. But they, I just don't know if they have enough offensive variety to be a really good team. They need some more guys to to complement what Jeremy Grant does. They, the Pistons tonight shot 9 of 27 uh, from, the, from three, but they just don't have the players that command that kind of attention. Well, and, and have to play Blake Griffin for 30 minutes a game is going to leave a mark on your team. I mean, it, I, I don't want to be disrespectful because he, he's had a, you know, a career where he made an impact for a long time, but that, those days have come and gone. So they're going to have a hard time when he's out there because even any kind of head fake, we saw closeouts, you know, him closing out to Royce, um, a couple of plays where he just he can't do it. And that's that's really hard for those guys because you can't you've got to have him out. He's out there, you know, 25, 30 minutes a game and and he's going to get his time. And he's going to take his possessions, too. I mean, we saw how he was going to be the Back guy with the, yeah with the ball in his hand a, a certain amount of times. And he had this, uh, I, I guess, bizarre incident in half. Uh, you know, the videos floating around out there where he kind of sat on the bench for the Pistons while the rest of his team went to the locker room. And then as he made his way to the locker room, he kind of kicked the chair a little bit and then ripped off his jersey Hulk style. I just thought, you know, I I guess you're not playing all that well and your team was was getting beat big. But I don't know if he was mad at himself because I certainly couldn't think he'd be mad at his teammates because, I mean, he was having issues out there. So maybe he was just a little frustrated with himself. He's got to be frustrated knowing, you know, hey, I've – He's got to do it. He's getting paid, and it's got to be hard. It's got to be, you know, at times embarrassing to what he's actually tried to do. So I would imagine there's a ton of frustration. I haven't seen anybody act like that since uh, I ordered the wrong type of pizza and you stormed out of here and I had to come I get was you. upset. It, it is true. I will never get anchovies again on the Just pizza. don't do it. Just don't. Uh, in fact, I, I, I saw a tweet from our friend Sam Amick, he, an, um senior NBA writer for The Athletic. He, he comes on with us on the big show once a week, and he's great. Uh, but uh, I saw this tweet he put out there. He says, speaking of rough treatment, am I the only one who has noticed how almost every opposing telecast in a Pistons game reminds us over and over again that Blake Griffin isn't what he used to be? And uh, I, I I thought that was funny. Sam obviously watching League Pass and watching Bowler tonight. But that's a huge story. I get it why it's, uh, it's a big story on the opponent telecast, especially a team like Jazz who only see him twice a year because he's just – He's just not the same player he used to be. A shell I mean, of himself, right? It's a, it's a huge story. He yeah. should be this team's, the way he's paid, obviously, he should be this team's best player. And he and he and Jeremy Grant should be a fairly decent one-two punch, but he just doesn't He just doesn't have it in the tank anymore. That's a that's a big deal. I would imagine just get used to hearing that because you're going to hear it a lot. All year long, I think everybody's going to make the comment because it's so stark. Yeah. Like it just all of a sudden his career just stopped. And we're all used to him, you know, being high flyer and, you know, he dunked on everybody and everything, and, and now he's struggling to, to find a way to contribute to his team. All right, let's go uh, back to the media room. Donovan Mitchell addressing the media. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. 
Okay, we'll get started with Sarah Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Don, in the, you were the recipient of a couple of pretty incredible passes tonight. There was one in the second quarter where Boyan kind of threaded it to you on a cut under the basket, and it looked like both of you were a little surprised that it actually made it to you. And then there was also Favors sending that football pass to you out on the break. Um, one, do you remember either of those? And two, how valuable is it to have, you know, guys that are not you and Mike that can, you know, be that accurate on a target and kind of create? I think the biggest thing, you know, is the willingness that we have as a team. That's where it first starts. And boy, and I, boy and I are laughing because it's usually the other way around. You know, usually I'm finding him on the back cut. You know, I think that's what that was kind of funny. Um, but, you know, the willingness to pass, we have that as a whole, you know, one through 15. And I think that's what makes it special. That's what makes it fun. We enjoy making those passes to each other. And I think that's what makes this group special. Um, that's not always the case. You know, we're passing up shots to get a better shot. You know, there's shots we take that are good and we find a greater one. Or, you know, certain things like, like you said, uh, like like I, like that boy I won, like the fave one, but like there's just a bunch of times where it's just like fun to make that pass. And I think that's that's really rubbing off on, on everybody. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Don. So at what point down the stretch did it start feeling like it was, you know, kind of a competitive game that the Pistons were legitimately back in it? And what kind of became most important for you guys to do at that point to, to kind of get the momentum turned around again? Oh, I think, you know, we got, a, we got a little stagnant, you know, shots weren't falling. They were hitting, they were, they were making run, they make a run, you know, did the same thing last game. Uh, I think the biggest thing we noticed that we got a little tired for a little bit and then we picked our energy back up. We got rebounds. Mike pushed the break, uh, hit Boyan for a shot. That really was, was a big moment for us, but just sticking with it, you know, they're, they're a talented team. They got talented guys and, you know, they made shots. You know, I think that's the biggest thing is being able to withstand that, you know, you're not always going to be up 20, 23 and then continue to, to go up, you know, 30, 40, it's not always going to be that way. Teams are going to fight back. They have pride, you know, and they have guys who compete. Uh, so the biggest thing is being able to withstand that push, which they made a hell of a run, and we made a hell of a counter. David James, KUTV. Was there a little extra energy at the start of this game uh, just based on coming off of Denver because that was a really dominant start? Yeah, you know, I think it was just a statement. You know, I think the biggest thing is we weren't, hanging our head too much after Denver you know there's stuff we definitely could have improved on and definitely stuff we could have done better but you know they shot the lights out one and two you know I think JC said it so like we're not we didn't expect to go 68 and four you know we would we would love to go out there and you know the second half comeback was really something that we took into this game I think the effort the energy that's what we have to play with all at all times you know otherwise teams are going to come out you know shooting 15 to 17 from three or, or whatever may be feeling comfortable um, so for us, just going out there and just doing what we do from the jump. I think that was the biggest thing. And, you know, it was great to go out there and do that tonight. Last question, Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Donovan, transition is so important for you guys. And, you know, when you guys kind of lose that for a second, then you were able to find it again late. How do you kind of flip that switch and, and kind of how can you keep it on for more of the game maybe next time? I think you said transition, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is, it's, it's, it's a lot, you know, to be able to run like the way we do, you know, we got old guys on the team. I make fun of all the time. We got Mike, we got Joe, but you know, it's, it's a lot. And it's a credit to everybody on the team, the willingness to run, which creates not only the passing lanes, but you know, the, the driving lanes, the stuff, the way reason we get our threes, you know, and there are times where, you know, 
you get tired. <laughs> like, you know, you're running all the way. And then if we miss, you got to run back on defense and run again. Like, it, it gets tiring after a while. But the persistence behind it, finding it late, you know, led by Mike, you know, finding Boyan in the corner. Uh, Royce with a go and catch. Uh, finding Boyan again in the corner. Like, those those are the energy plays. Those are the ones that are going to take us over this, over that, you know, that hump that we were, that fog we were kind of in. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, just continuing to do it. And I think that's what we have on the team guys who are really persistent on, on making that extra run, running all the way to the corner. That way there's, there's, there's space to attack. Rudy, the bigs running, running down, being able to get into the paint, creating the, drawing the defense in to be able to find those threes. I think that's what we realize that's our bread and butter. And we just got to continue to do that. But, you know, it is a lot, you know, there can be times where there can be stretches where we're tired. It's, it's, it's natural. It happens, but uh, as my college coach always used to say, like when we're tired, they're exhausted. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's kind of what's been in our head and just continuing to push um, push through. Real quick, do you, do you feel that more at like the end of a five-game and eight-game, eight-day stretch like you just had? Uh, I wouldn't say that. You know, I I, I think, you know, I think it's, it's mental, you know. I mean, it, there's, there's going to be times where it's natural, it's, it's evident, and it's, it's, it's going to happen. Um, but I think... I wouldn't say we felt that because of the stretch the stretch we had. I think it was just one of those things where we were doing it such a good job of it, you know, and they made a push and we didn't really make shots. And, and it's just certain things that are just going to happen, but it's how you respond after that. That's really what's the test of a really good team. We're making that push to be that. we got to continue to do that, not just tonight, uh, but we got a tough stretch coming up too. we got to be ready for that. All right. Thanks, Donovan. Donovan Mitchell, 32 points tonight, six rebounds, uh, one assist. I thought Donovan said a number of uh, interesting things there, Coach, but what uh, stood out to you? I, I just think that, you know, his uh, he always has a level-headed approach to all this. I think the the messaging that he chooses to share is, is always on point. Um, you know, this game, you know, basketball is a game of runs and streaks, and the Jazz have been on the right side of those streaks more than they've been on the wrong side. Um, you know, we see night in and night out the improvement. Um, and, and I agree with him. I just think you, you obviously there's lessons learned tonight, but the fact that they still have the ability when everything goes dead to kind of resurrect it and that happened in transition, I think that's going to be a way that they blow through a lot of games this year. Uh, they'll fight teams, but it's going to be transition where they get those spurts and, and can actually pop out and win. All right, let's look at your uh, three-point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight from three, the Jazz were 16 of 42. Uh, Let's see here, led by uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, who was four of eight, of course, a couple of big ones there in the final moment uh, to put the game away for the Utah Jazz. Uh, Donovan Mitchell tonight, two of six. Royce O'Neal, two of six. Um, Mike Conley. Two of, oh, excuse me, Donovan Mitchell was four of seven. I'm sorry, Mike Conley, two of six. Royce O'Neal, two of six. Jordan Clarkson, two of six, coming in off the bench. Joe Ingles, one of four. George Niang, uh, one of four. It's kind of amazing, though, Tim. You look at uh, 38% and going 16 of 42, but it's funny to say 38% actually below the Jazz average this season. That just seems amazing. Yeah, they didn't shoot it great. <laughs> 38%. I mean, that's what we're getting to, and they're making 16 threes. It's, it's crazy, but... Um, Every uh, you know the the three point record book's going to get rewritten this year by this year's Jazz team. Yeah, it 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 really is. There's no doubt. All right, you ready to get to uh, some stats from our guy Tyson Ewing tonight? I've been dying to do it. Let's do uh, it. Tyson, of course, uh, he does the stats for the television broadcast AT and T Sportsnet, and then he's nice enough to share some nuggets with us for the post game. You can follow him on Twitter at Ty Ewing Two. That's at T Y E W I N G the number two. 
All right, here we go. This is just the sixth time the Jazz have uh, been out rebounded this season. They are three and three when they get out rebounded. Uh, the Pistons had this. This stat really kind of blew my mind here. This this tells you what kind of game it was. The Pistons had an extended run of sixty four to forty from the two minute mark of the second quarter to the two minute mark of the fourth quarter, and then the Jazz closed on a NATO run. That's crazy. Sixty four forty. That's what it felt 40. like, though. Yeah. I mean, that's what it felt like. That is exactly what it felt like. Uh, Utah was just 4 of 15 in the fourth quarter before Bogey's uh, corner threes. So those were some important shots that he hit. Uh, tonight was Donovan's 48th career 30-plus point game and his fourth this season. Uh, Royce tied his career high tonight with 13 rebounds. Uh, for first time since, uh, let's see here, uh, what would this be? August 10th of 2020, a game versus Dallas that Rudy Gobert went below 10 points uh, and 10-plus rebounds in the same game. Uh, by the way, Rudy only played 16 minutes in that game. Yeah, that's that one is kind of the interesting one to me. We really haven't seen a night where the production, you know, hasn't, it just kind of didn't come together for Rudy tonight like it has been. just feels weird saying games August 10th. You know, I, I had to double check that. Like, wait, wait, wait August got to huh? be a typo. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. This was Royce's sixth career double double. Uh, tonight was the sixth wire to wire win for the jazz most in the NBA. And uh, here's the last one. The jazz have now made 20 plus free throws in three consecutive games. This is just the eighth time in the last nine years where Utah has hit 20 or more free throws in three straight games. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's something. Well, that was a real issue early on in the season. They weren't getting to getting to the line at all. So I'd say that's a pretty that's a pretty positive stat. Twenty five of uh, twenty nine from the free throw line tonight, eighty six point two percent. That number's going up for yeah. sure. I mean, it was like the assist number was really low, but they're finding a way to kind of get to get to the line more too. Well, and Detroit was going to make that game ugly, and if and if a team's going to do that to you, you got to make your free throws. Yep. Yeah, they we we talked about them being scrappy and tough, and that they would play hard and. They did not disappoint us in that regard. All right. Thank you, Tyson Ewing, our good friend, at Ty Ewing 2 on Twitter. Give him a follow. Uh, Want to remind you, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll get the final thoughts from Coach Lacombe before we look forward to Atlanta. A straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Conley gets Blake on a mismatch, checks to O'Neal, drives at Grant, cross-court Boyan, try it again, baby! He did! Boyan Bogdanovich, not once, but twice for the left corner, seals the deal. Jazz 115, Detroit 105. And seal the deal it did. There is your play of the game. David Locke on the call. It is brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. It's your Jazz Game Night post-game show here on the Jazz Radio Network. Your final. The Jazz would add two more to that. They beat the Pistons 117-105. to 105. Jake Scott, Tim Lacombe with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer and uh yeah i got a little close there in the fourth but uh bogey hits a couple of big ones which is something that he's proven he can do for this team and it uh it puts the pistons away they gave it uh, certainly a a great effort this pistons team is 
is not a quitting team, that's for sure. But Bogdanovich puts him away with a couple of big threes in the end. He, yeah, those were big. And let's not forget that the Jazz came out and started this game and played really well, you know, for the majority of that first half. Um, obviously, Detroit played, <clears throat> you know, uh, pretty determined and weren't just going to go away like we saw Dallas do a couple of times. And I think that was the biggest difference in the games. Uh, you know, Detroit just kind of lowered their head and took it on. But um, more than anything, the Jazz find a way to win another game. Um, and, you know, they were home for a minute, and now they, they head out again. Uh, Jazz led, if you're just joining us, at uh, 1135 on a Tuesday night. Uh, Donovan Mitchell with 32 points, uh, six rebounds. Um, uh, he did have an assist as well. You know, here's a number we haven't talked about much tonight, Tim. Donovan got to the line a bunch tonight, 8 of 11. Got to love seeing that 11 attempts from Donovan Mitchell. I was going to ask you, how was the last, you know, we ended up tip dunking, you know, Royce did over the top of Rudy. But I thought Donovan got waylaid on that. Like, that should have been a foul, yeah. speaking of going to the line. Like, well, there were a couple of calls that they missed. There was a couple of touch calls that they made, so maybe it all true. evens, it evens, out its, evens its way out. Yeah, I mean, but I just don't feel like still, I, I believe Donovan doesn't get a great whistle. No, he doesn't, and uh, he that is something he can certainly add to his game. Now, you know, the referees have to be uh, willing, willing, and and doing their their gig out there. But eleven's a great number for him. Can you imagine if he could if he could add, you know, uh, ten points a game via shooting free throws? I mean, that's that's a big deal. Talk, you know, Gordon on the Big Show makes a big deal about Donovan Mitchell being more efficient, and, and tonight. I don't know how it gets more efficient than ten of seventeen shooting, four of seven from three, eight of eleven from the line. I mean, that's that's marvelous. And, right and there. I feel like there's been a point of emphasis with him to do that this yeah. year. Yeah, I feel like he's trying to take better shots and you know the shots that really help the team as opposed to just getting shots up. Uh, outside of that, Mike Conley, twenty points tonight, uh, five assists, four rebounds for Mike because he had a nice game. Bogdanovich, we've talked about him a lot. Royce O'Neal, we've talked about him a ton. A nice double double for Royce, thirteen boards, and yeah, that that often one of his two offensive rebounds was one there in the fourth quarter where he, he said he said Rudy, I'm the master of the glass tonight. Let me go up, <laughs> let me go up and get this one. Yeah, and the funny thing is, you said watch. I bet Rudy Rudy turned around and was like, "Come on, man, get off my back." And it was kind of a funny exchange between the two of them, but Rudy's competitive. He wants all those. He does. He does want all those. But it was a spectacular play by Royce. I no, mean, it was. He he showed those hops and got up there and it capped off the back. game. You know that was that was exactly the exclamation mark they needed. Yeah, and Royce earned it because he played. He certainly played uh, hard all all night long. There's no doubt. All right, Tim, give us a few final thoughts on this one before we turn the page to Hotlanta. Well, just um, I think Conley used the term growth. You know, anytime you can fight off bad momentum, um, you know it, it is. It, it really it does pay to have to sometimes fight through a game like that. Um, I, I think we all need to take a page out of uh, our boy Jordan Clarkson's club, uh, a page out of his book, the, the Good Vibe Tribe. I think that's what we need to start to become, like have, be more zen on Twitter than reactionary. I like it. We don't need to panic, you know. Right. We start panicking. They're up 28, and they cut it down to 8. Okay. Hey, they were up 28. They're going to find a – so – Anyway, that's going to be my aim now. Let's good vibe tribe it. Let's try to get everybody to good vibe tribe it. What did what did David say? I can't remember exactly, but uh, the, there's been over a thousand teams that have been up twenty eight and five have actually lost, and three of those were the Kings. 
Oh, yeah. And, and look, it happens. Like, it'll happen to you, you know, if you're around long enough, it's going to happen. But, um, man, I, I just feel like there's so much uh, so much special going on that we don't need to, to worry over not having the answer to beat Denver quite yet right now or, uh, you know, not being able to get them stopped. Or, But I guess that's what makes us all fans. But I'd say there's a lot of good stuff going on that we can actually kind of enjoy. All right, we want to say a uh, big thanks to David Locke and Ron Boone uh, for doing a terrific job uh, uh, doing their thing tonight, no doubt about it. You know, we should really start. I was thinking about this, uh, Alex. We should really start thinking Ben Russell at the end of all of these. Ben doing uh, the engineering uh, for the broadcast tonight. He has to work down there on the platform with David, so we know that's grueling work. Uh, so big thanks to Ben Russell. Thanks to Amanda Smith, our broadcast assistant. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thank you, Lundy. Uh, thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show. That's Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Tim Lacombe, thank you, sir. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, my friend, and thank you, Chili Verde, for the Super Nacho. Oh, they were Which good. I'll be back for more. <laughs> they, were re- they were really good. This is, gonna be, this is gonna be the day. Hey, so when did you start gaining weight? I think it was the day Chili Verde opened up. It was when they opened, they up, opened up the Upper, upper Bowl. bowl. Things went to hell in a handbasket. It went downhill fast. (laughs) All right, uh, next game, uh, the Jazz are on the road in Atlanta on Thursday night. That game will tip off at 5.30. Pre-game will begin at 4.30. But the Jazz winners tonight, they beat the Pistons 117-105. to And, of course, you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.